Hey guys, welcome to the podcast today. Hope for Today is the podcast where we seek to find true hope. True hope is found in God, in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and it is found in the scriptures. The Bible says in Romans 15, 4, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. We're going to continue our study on the book of Ephesians, Ephesians 5, and we are going to be looking at verse 16. Very simply, it says this, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now, if we think about exactly what it means It means simply that we are to look at time as if it's to be redeemed, right? So when we think of redemption, we think of something that has been discarded. When I was a little kid growing up in Maine, uh, in the northeastern United States, they had a redemption program for aluminum cans. So when you finish drinking your soda, Uh, you could save it and not only recycle it, but if you took it into a redemption center, they would give you five cents for each can that you returned. So it was a way of incentivizing someone to not just throw it away in the garbage. Um, It was a way for them to buy back the can, give you something in return. We need to understand that when we got saved, God has redeemed our soul from eternal destruction. But he also wants us to think about time as being redeemed from destruction as well. If we think about the verse, once again, redeeming the time because the days are evil. It's describing the time in which the Ephesians were saved. Now, this has continued on. The days are still evil. I think we can easily look around the world and agree that the days are evil. So many strange things are going on in the world, stranger as the days go on. But as he goes through... Ephesians 5, he is teaching them that their behavior should be different. He, he's teaching them in the first part of the chapter that they should no longer live their lives in the sins that they engaged in, in their unbelief, and that God has turned them from darkness to light. He uses that metaphor often throughout the Bible. Verse 9 says, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness, And truth, proving what is acceptable to the Lord. Even going on to say, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. And then he says in verse 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. So he's wanting us to look at everything differently. He says time ought to have a different value to someone who is born again. The Bible says in Hebrews 9, 27 and 28, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. 
One of the things that my parents taught me that I'm grateful for and that uh, we also do with our children is we give them an allowance and they work, they do chores around the house and I did chores when I was a kid around the house and then at the end of the week, you get so many dimes or so many dollars and you learn the value of money. Otherwise, as a child, you just you know look at something and think, I want that and, and you have no concept. And I think God lives outside of the constraints of time. And if we think about it, he could have easily made us the same way if he wanted to. He could have allowed us to just go on and live forever. Now, there's a degree to which that is true, that we have a soul. But he wants us to know that life is like an allowance. And it should be valued. And when we receive Christ as our Savior... It's because we learn, first and primarily, the value of our life. It is appointed unto man once to die. We don't have multiple lifetimes. We don't have a purgatory that we go through. Value time in the sense you have one life. And then there's one judgment. It is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. We will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. We will all stand before God for every thought, every deed. We will stand before God for how we spend our time. And so many people may be trying to escape the evil that is in this world. They try to become detached in some way or they try to go away somewhere and run off, maybe even only in their mind. Many people do that through addictions even. But... That we will all be judged one day. And it's not something to avoid. It's something to accept. And we can face that with confidence if we are willing to follow that next admonition that says, so Christ was once offered. We have to accept Christ as our Savior. Have you done that? We will all die. The Bible says in, the Bible says in James... 4 and 14, whereas you know not, what shall be on the morrow? For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. It's like on a foggy day when you're looking over a field and it's kind of rainy and wet out. And then all of a sudden the light breaks through the clouds and that sun drives the that fog and that mist away and it's just gone and it seems like minutes later or seconds later, it's just a completely different scene. And where's the fog? It's, well, it's gone. It's, 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 it appeared for a little time and then vanished away. That's what our life is like. We need to learn to value our time. And it's not in the sense of, well, we need to spend all of our time with our family and we should value family. Well, we should make sure that we don't waste time. And that's true. We shouldn't waste time. But ultimately, no matter how well you spend your life, if you have not yet trusted Christ as your Savior, your life will end. And you will stand before the judgment seat. And it won't matter how much time you spent with your family. It won't matter how wisely you invested your finances. It didn't matter how 
much you try to not be engaged in the evil of this world or how much you try to fight for good or for justice. We will be judged on one thing at that moment. Have you trusted Christ and what he did for you on the cross? Jesus entered into time in a human body when he was born. He grew up just like you and I, lived a perfect sinless life, and then allowed himself to die on the cross. He wasn't he wasn't taken and crucified against his will. He laid his life down for us. And in doing so, he became the perfect sacrifice. He was the perfect sacrifice for our sin. He paid our penalty. It's called the substitutionary atonement of Jesus Christ. He paid, he did all the hard work. Our time is not spent in religion. It's spent in adoration. It's spent in thanking God and living in such a way, living on the other side of that redemption. We have to come to him and we have to be redeemed in order for us to really redeem the time. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. The Bible says in Matthew 16, 26, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Here it means that we can spend our entire time trying to gain all that the world has to offer. And yet in the end, our soul can still be lost. We need to have that serious, serious moment. Don't make excuses. Don't brush it off. Don't give a reason why. Now's not the time. Right now, right where you're sitting, I invite you to admit, number one, that you're a sinner. That you're broken inside. You failed God. We fail ourselves, and we failed God. And that sin left a permanent stain. It separates us eternally from God. We don't spend our time here on earth and trying to clean ourselves up. We're sinners. We're broken. We're born this way. And that's why Jesus came. You have to accept, number one, that you're a sinner. Number two, accept that Christ died for your sin. He is the, the holy and righteous Son of God. And he died on the cross to take away your sin. He became the payment for our sin. The wages of sin is death. And Jesus Christ accepted those wages on your behalf. He died for you. Well, why did he die? In order so that he could pay for our eternal salvation. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's not through religion. It's not through becoming a church member. It's not through baptism. It's not through efforts in trying to make this world a better place. It is through simple faith and trust in Christ. And the third thing is we have to simply come to Jesus and ask him, will you save me? I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit I deserve to be judged for my sin. I'm asking best as I know how for you to come into my heart and save me. Take me to heaven when I die. Say a simple prayer like that. You say, well, pastor, I've already done that. I know I'm saved. Let me just give you a couple of quick points here and we'll wrap up the podcast for today. Redeeming the time, how should we do that? Number one, in self-denial, not self-indulgence. 
in self-denial, not self-indulgence. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 24, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. True living, truly living is found in the life of self-discipline and self-denial, not in self-indulgence. That's the opposite of what this world says. This world says, indulge yourself. Maybe work hard just so that you can get enough time or get enough money or get what you really want so you can really indulge yourself. Let's get rich. Let's get famous. Let's get this. Let's get that. Why? So that we can live a life of self-indulgence. But Christ calls us to live a life, to redeem our time. How? How is our time best spent? Through self-denial, not self-indulgence. A disciple is a disciplined one. It is a disciplined follower. It is a student. We must learn to grow a relationship with God. We must saturate ourselves with scripture and with its truths. We must learn to truly pray and receive answers from God. We must learn to discipline ourselves to gather for worship and fellowship with your local church. We must learn to pray for the lost, witness to the lost, Learn to defend your faith. Reading requires self-denial, not self-indulgence. We must learn to be a learner and not just to be an inter- and not and not just to be entertained. So many people live for that moment of being entertained. Have you ever read a book? Have you read a book recently? Have you ever have you ever read a book about something that you feel like God really wants you to learn about? What book are you reading? You can reach out to me if you like and ask me what book you should get about certain topics, but we should be learners. A life of self-denial, not self-indulgence. Number 2, giving your life away to Jesus and his service is the true path to finding your best life. Matthew 16, 25, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Oh, pastor, I'm going to stay home this Sunday. I'm tired. I'm just going to rest and not come to church. Well, Jesus says that if you try to save your life, you're going to lose it. And yet if you lose your life for his sake, you'll find it. In simple steps, that means, well, if I try to... save my life by taking rest, I'm actually going to end up getting less rest than if I were to discipline myself and go to church. Because there's more than physical rest, there's rest to our soul. Well, I think I'd rather save my money than, than try to give it to a good cause or to tithe or to give to missions. Well, we can save it and then end up losing it. Or we can lose your life to find it. He's really teaching us the principle of investment. Jesus says, don't try to save your life, invest your life. We understand investment. You take what you have and give it to a very good thing and the return is incredible. That's one of the principles Jesus teaches us about redeeming the time because the days are evil.
Self-denial, not self-indulgence. Investment, not savings. Last one is this. Jesus is coming back. Time will cease. Eternity will begin. The time for choices will be over. We will live in eternity with the choices that we make with our time today. Matthew 16, 27, for the son of man shall come in the glory of his father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. We need to spend our life on the things that matter the most. Let's love God. Let's encourage one another and gather for worship. Let's learn to really become a student of the Bible and a student of Christianity. Let's learn to witness and be salt and light to others. Let's learn to have a heart of self-denial, not self-indulgence. To invest and not just to constantly try to save ourselves. And to keep in mind, Christ is coming back. Time will cease. Let's redeem the time because the days are evil. Guys, have a wonderful day today. Praying for you. If there's anything we can help you with, please reach out to us. We'll see you next time.